G'day, and welcome to AOS Coach. In this video, I'm going to discuss monsters in 3rd edition Age of Sigma and highlight some monsters that you may want to consider that haven't hit your radar just yet. Monster stocks in General's Handbook 2021 have risen and they've risen good. Monstrous Rampages have kicked in to give your monsters some extra bonuses. You've got additional victory points that can be scored with your battle tactics. Your monsters are now scoring more for their objectives. And if you want to know more, there are plenty of other videos on the channel to talk a bit about monsters and the General's Handbook 2021. So why not just take a monster with the hero keyword? Well, that's a great question, little Billy. And if you've got strong monster heroes available to you and you have the points to include them in your army without making too many sacrifices, well, power to you. You're probably better off taking monster heroes. But not all armies and lists have that luxury. So if you want to have a great shot at scoring bonus victory points off your battle tactics, you may want to consider having a few monsters in your list. If you do take monsters that aren't heroes, you also can access the Alpha Beast Pack Battalion that gives you a free D6 move before the start of the battle. If you're looking for cheap monsters under 100 points, Chaos players have the hookup. There are plenty of options available to you, such as the Fermoroid Crusher, the Mindsphere Sphinx, and the Cockatrice. Now, I couldn't see many other monsters outside of Grand Alliance Chaos, but maybe there are some under 100 point monsters, and let me know in the comment section if you find something outside of Grand Alliance Chaos under 100 points. A couple of things I want to call out from their War Scrolls. They all have around 8 to 10 wounds, and they have a base save of 5 to 6 plus. The Firmoid Crusher in the hero phase can pick a terrain piece within 6 inches of it and do some mortal wounds on a 3+. The Cockatrice has a great ranged weapon attack and it'll do some mortal wounds. It'll do D6 mortal wounds actually on a 4+. Our Chaos Kitty Cat can make a unit fight last. And the cool thing about these cheap heroes is that they don't have a degrading damage profile, much like the more expensive monsters. So, you know, despite only having 8-10 to 10 wounds, it'll be consistent across that 8-10 to 10 wounds. If you're looking for a more durable monster that's going to hang around longer and help you score those bonus victory points, you might want to consider some monsters like the War Hydra, one of the two variants of the Phoenix, the Leviathan, or even the Hellpit Abomination. What makes these monsters really durable is that the Frostheart Phoenix and the Leviathan have a great armor save, while the War Hydra and the Hellpit Abomination heal naturally without any additional abilities outside of the War Scroll. The Hellpit Abomination can ignore the effects of spells and endless spells on a 4+. The Frostheart Phoenix causes a minus 1 to wound aura within a certain bubble depending on how many wounds it's suffered. It also gains plus 1 to its save when a spell is cast within a certain range. The Vorg got a good amount of wounds with a minimum of 12 wounds to the profile. One of the other cheeky rules on the War Hydra that I love is that on the charge it gets to use 3d6 and drop the lowest dice roll. So you've got a really good chance to hit that charge. And if you need a re-roll, even better, you might have a, a leader in range to re-roll those 3d6. When you need to pack a punch in combat, you need to grab your phone and call a combat monster like 1-800-Terrorgeist, a Mangler Squig, the uh, Spirit of the Mountain, a Gargant. And funnily enough, the baby Gargants can be found in both Gloomspite Gits as well as Beasts of Chaos. There is a Chaos Baby Gargant, which is really awesome. But what you'll notice on the War Scrolls is that the combat monsters are not about the tricks, just about the fists. And you'll get a combination of high volume attacks, mortal wounds, high rend, and or high damage. The Terror Geist can deal a flat 6 mortal wounds for every unmodified hit roll from the Fanged Maw. The Mangler Squig gets 7 attacks with the Ball of Chains. There's some really high rend there on that Mangler Squig. 
The Alguzzler Gargant has a Ren minus three headbutt. It does 3d6 attacks with its clubs, and it can also auto slay a model, which is going to be great for pulling out those command units and hopefully stopping them from issuing commands at a later stage. The Spirit of the Mountain does flat five damage with its four attacks of the, the World Hammer. And if somebody charges your Beefer of Secrets, you get plus one to hit the unit that charges it. And it already has a natural three plus armor save. So it is a tank in combat. Both the Mangler Squig, the Terrorgeist, and the Baby Gargans do damage when they die as well. So not only will they hit and they hit hard, but when they die, they explode, they fall over, they do something, and they're going to do mortal wounds on the way out. If you're looking for something a bit more utility-wise, your Engine of the Gods, your Gothasar Harvester, your Soul Grinder, or your Chimera are going to add a little bit of utility to your list. They're not pigeonholed specifically into one role, like a cheap monster, like a combat monster. They will bring a little bit of utility, a little bit of shooting, a little bit of combat, a little bit of fast move. You know, they'll bring a, a, a bit of variety to that list. Your Chimera can do D6 mortal wounds from its shooting attack. And what I love about this is it gets plus two naturally to its charge. Your Soul Grinder can be marked one of the four Chaos Gods or even undivided. You can go Slanesh, Nurgle, Corn, Zench, or undivided, and you'll gain additional boosts and synergies depending on how you mark it with your army. Not only that, it has high damage and high rend in its shooting and combat, and it also comes in with 16 wounds, which is crazy big. If you can embrace the randomness, the Engine of the God has a really cool ability that allows you to do, you roll some dice, and depending on what you get, it could do mortal wounds to the enemy, it could summon some Soros Warriors, it could re-roll charges, it could double attack for friendly Seraphon, it could give itself plus one to its armor save, or make your Skinks re-roll to Battleshock, so you do have to embrace a little bit of the randomness, you can't pick just one of them, you've got to roll some dice, but it has some really good utility value there. While your Gothazar Harvester has a 16-inch range attack, it can regenerate your Mortec Guard back from the dead, and obviously it's a monster. Hidden within the dark shadows of Age of Sigma is the Forge World monsters, and Forge World are a specialist miniature producer under the Games Workshop banner. Forge World models are Games Workshop models, so they are welcome at most, if not all, tournaments. They are legal in match play. Uh, their miniatures, if you've never dealt with Forge World miniatures, they are resin, which makes them a little bit heavier than their plastic counterparts. There are some more steps in the assembly process. They can be a little bit more fragile than their plastic brothers and sisters. But what you might not realize is that there are some really awesome monsters available in the Forge World range, like the Colossal Squig, the Rogue Idol, the Dread Saurian, and even the Mongol. At the time of recording, we haven't seen their points for 3rd edition, so don't go immediately go buy a Mongol because it's the only monster available for your Nighthaunt. They have had points for 1st edition and 2nd edition Age of Sigma, but right now, as of this time of recording, if you're a risk-adverse like me, maybe hold off until you see the points adjustments and what they look like in 3rd edition. But know that not only is there these cool monsters like the Colossal Squig, one of my personal favorites, but there's also the Trogoth Hag, the Corn Dragon. There's so many more things that are available in Forge World that you might want to consider. These aren't the only non-hero monsters available in the game. I failed to mention the Stegodon, the Zombie Dragon, Tree Lord, the Gorgon, the Cygor, just to name a few. If you aren't already bringing a monster in your list, now might be the time to consider it because as I've previously mentioned in this video and other videos, you get access to abilities such as Monstrous Rampage. You get access to bonus victory points if you score your battle tactic and the monster meets the criteria on the battle tactic. 
And as well as that, your monsters will score more against the objective, so they'll count as five models to an objective, not just one. Monsters often have high rend and high damage on their attacks, and some of them will do mortal wounds, which can be very important when you're facing high armor saves. If you're fighting a unit of Blood Knights, for example, who have put down all down defense and have a 2 plus armor save, rend alone isn't going to help you to defeat them. If you're dropping big points on monsters, you may want to see if there is a hero version of that monster available to you. A loon boss can ride a mangler squig, a vampire lord or a ghoul king can ride a terrorgeist, and an anointed can ride a frostheart phoenix. Monster heroes are just flat out better, but unless you are able to select monsters as battle line, it is a significant points investment, which means that you're sacrificing points from your troops or your support heroes, and these are the things that are likely to be scoring your objectives. In saying all of this, each army will be different. My Daughters of Cain is struggling when it comes to monsters outside of Marathi, and I really don't want to rely on Marathi for the full five battle rounds. My Cities of Sigma and Gloomspike Gits are packed full of options, while my Sons of Behemoth are, well, they're all monsters and I don't really have a choice. And I do want to remind you, I have been playing Sons before they were powerful in 3rd edition, so don't judge me on that. So there are plenty of monsters that I have spoken about and some that probably I haven't spoken about. So I would love to hear from you in the comment section, which monsters, especially monsters outside of the hero monsters, are you including in your army and why? And if there's some that I've missed out, let me know. I want to make sure that I've captured them all. I mean, there's Charybdis. There is, you know, I mentioned Saigor. There are so many monsters available to you. Some of them are better than others. Sorry, Saigor. But let me know in the comment section, which monsters do you like? Or are you even taking monsters that aren't heroes? Maybe, maybe it's just better flat out to take monster heroes and anything that's not a monster hero, unless it's dirt cheap under 100 points, it's just not worth it. Let me know in the comment section where you stand on this issue. Thanks for sticking around until the end. I hope you found that video interesting and you walked away with a few new ideas. If you did, I would appreciate it if you hit like on the video as well as left me a comment. Let me know what your thoughts are in the comment section below. The conversation will continue over on Discord, so link is down below in the episode description if you want to join the Discord and continue the Age of Sigma conversation. I want to give a massive shout out as well to these absolute bloody legends, these champions who have continued to support me through Patreon or YouTube members. That is going directly into supporting the maintenance and the growth of this channel. So thank you very much, guys. Much appreciated. And until next time, roll more sixes.